0: Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis with the Zelle app by sending to box 13 at greatdetectives.net, and you can also become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as two dollars per month. And I want to welcome aboard our latest Patreon supporters. Thank you to Kirk and Frank. Uh, both uh, becoming Patreon supporters at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Again, thank you so much for your support. Now it's time for today's episode of Crime Photographer. The original aired eight February 6, 1947, and the title is The Gray Kitten. The Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation brings you Crime Photographer. <laughs>
1: Mr. Marvin. Hi, Ethelbert.
2: Uh, Are we on the air? Yeah, but, say, you don't have your script with you tonight. Oh, I don't need a script for what I have to say. Everyone knows that the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation is the world's largest maker of household glass. On the edge of our city is lovely Greenwood Lake. Just before midnight, an automobile pulls up to one of the big bungalows along the shore, and a tall, dark man gets out. Seeming to brace himself, he goes to the door and opens it with his key. Seated before the fireplace is a large and determined-looking middle-aged woman.
3: Hello, Carlos. Why, Hester,
2: this is a pleasant surprise.
3: Where's my sister?
4: Uh, Jesse, Uh, Left for Detroit this evening. Detroit? Didn't she let you know? She
3: certainly didn't. She phoned me this morning and said she wanted to discuss something with me. She said nothing about leaving town. Oh, you know how,
4: Jessie. Late this afternoon, she says, Carlos, my darling, I must leave for Detroit tonight to attend to some business. So, like a good husband, I arrange your transportation and take her to the 8 o'clock train.
3: I knew Jessica was becoming irresponsible six months ago when she married you. But I didn't think she was so far gone. Why, I've been waiting here ever since half past eight. And she, she didn't tell you I'd be here. Not a word. The woman's gone crazy. Uh, when she phoned you this morning, uh, what did she say she wanted to see you about? She didn't say, but I had an idea, Carlos, that you'd been treating her badly again.
4: Why, my dear Hester, why don't you mind your own business? Because
3: I don't trust you. My sister's 50 years old. Young men of your type marry middle-aged women for just one reason: money. Mm.
4: I cannot hope to change your opinion. I suppose. No.
3: So I'll be starting back to town.
4: I'll help you with the coat.
3: Don't bother, Carlos. How did you get all that dirt on your hands? Dirt? And your shoes and trouser legs are covered with it.
4: Oh, my car got stuck in the mud on the shortcut road. I had to push it out.
3: Oh. Just when will Jessica come back from Detroit?
4: Uh, She wasn't sure. She let me know.
3: I see. I suppose she went to Detroit to turn some more of her property there into cash for you to spend. I do
4: not know. And furthermore, I'm not interested in Jessie's money. <laughs> Good night, Hester.
3: Good night. Oh, I nearly forgot something. Forgot? Uh, that cat of Jessica's had a kitten tonight. A cat? It's Daisy. I heard her meowing when I came in and <laughs> found her in Jessica's room with one kitten beside her. It would just been born.
4: It was born at what time?
3: Oh, about half past eight.
4: In Jessica's room.
3: I just told you it was. Born. Since Jessica's away, I'm taking Daisy and her kitten home with me. You wouldn't give them proper care. I, I put mother and child in a box in here. You see? Look at her. A
2: grey kitten.
3: All grey, except for that white streak on its head. It. It's just like the streak of pure white that runs through Jessica's gray hair. Take that
2: kitten out of here.
4: Take it away. Oh, I... As you have said, Hester, I, I wouldn't know how to take care of it.
3: Take the cat's box to my car. No, no, you carry the box. You act as though you're afraid of this cat and her kitten. Come, uh, I help you in your car. Oh, very well. Be, uh, be sure you let me know when you hear from Jessica.
4: I will let you know, Hester.
3: I, I will let you know. Mm-hmm.
5: Logan, you're absolutely nuts. The longest game ever played in a major league was between Brooklyn and Boston in 1920. It went 26 innings. Yeah, wait
6: till I get my hands in a record book.
5: I'll oh, show Lord, you. I've got oh, a
7: record. Goodness thing. sakes, do you two have the, to make all this noise? This wise guy. Wise here.
6: guy. Oh. You That's your phone line. Yeah, Good Hello. Hello, Homicide Bureau. Captain Logan speaking.
7: This is Miss Hester Simmons.
6: Who?
3: Hester Simmons. I live at 347 Parkview Drive.
6: Oh, no, uh, Yes, Miss Simmons. What can I do for you? Mm. He gives a good address so he gets polite. Oh, shut up, Casey. Uh, go ahead, Miss Simmons.
3: I have something very important to talk to you about.
6: Oh, uh, What is it?
3: My sister has been missing for three weeks, Captain. I... I'm afraid she's been murdered.
6: Murder, Oh, uh, Tell me about your sister, Miss Simmons. It's
3: too long a story to tell over the phone. Come to my house, please. Now.
6: All right, I'll be there in 15 minutes, Miss Simmons.
7: Thank you. Goodbye.
6: Bye. Bye. Hey, you and Miss Williams will have to excuse me, Casey. Oh, no. Oh,
7: no. That little word, murder, we just heard has made us curious.
6: Just a front-page story, pal, with pictures. Okay. Come on. Your sister's husband told you that night, Miss Simmons, he'd just put her on the train for Detroit? Yes, Captain. But now I have every reason to
7: disbelieve him. Uh, excuse me, Miss Simmons. What is the name of your sister's husband? Carlos Gavarco. Gavarco, uh, Go
6: on with your story, Miss Simmons.
7: Well, since the night he
3: told me that Jessica had gone to Detroit, I've heard nothing from her. She always writes me when she's away, and I, I became worried. So last week, I engaged a private detective agency. I see. And they learned that although Carlos purchased accommodations for the Detroit train that night, Jessica wasn't on the train. Nor have they been able to find any trace of her in Detroit.
5: Uh, Miss Simmons, you say Gervasso's hands were dirty and his shoes and trouser legs were caked with mud that night, huh?
3: Yes, Mr. Casey. He He might have gotten in that condition from, from digging her grave. Oh, Miss Simmons, you mustn't let yourself imagine such terrible things. I despise Carlos from the day I met him. Why did he marry my sister? All she had to offer him was money. I... I think finally she refused to give him any more, so he got rid of her.
6: Well, we'll look into your sister's financial affairs, Miss Simmons. I suppose you know who handled her business. Yes, the firm of Burdens and Lockridge.
7: Uh. Oh, Captain, look out. Oh, my gosh, you almost stepped on that little kitten. Where did that
6: come from?
5: I
7: don't know. I guess it just wandered out of the other room. Oh, look at it. (laughs) Can't be more than a few weeks old. That
5: little bundle of gray fur. (laughs)
7: and... And look at the funny white streak on its head, Casey. There's another mark on it. It's sure cute. It's always ah. running away from its mother. That kitten was
3: born the night my sister disappeared. Yeah? Yes, I I brought it home with me.
6: Well, I, I guess we'll be getting along.
3: Captain, if your investigation of my sister's financial affairs supports my suspicions, will you put Garbossus under arrest?
6: Well, that won't be sufficient basis for a murder charge, Miss Simmons, but... It'll cause me to ask Mr. Gervasso some very personal questions.
7: That must be the house, Captain.
5: Yeah. This time of year, this place is a nice setup for a murder. Plenty of privacy.
7: And many places in those deep woods to bury a body. Now,
6: don't you two decide there's been a murder until there's a lot more evidence than I have now. Uh, I'll park here.
7: Well, you've learned that since her marriage, Mrs. Garvasso's converted a lot of her holdings into cash. And that there's no record of where that cash went to.
6: Even if her husband got it, Miss Williams, that doesn't prove he killed her. I wonder who that green car
5: in the driveway belongs to.
6: Yeah. Miss Simmons said the Garvasso's had a black one. Yeah,
5: I can see that one in the garage.
6: Look, I must have visitors.
5: You mean a visitor. Look at those footprints in the
6: snow.
7: A woman's footprint. Hey.
6: Maybe the missing Mrs. Gervasos has come home. Well, ring that doorbell. Let's find out. I'm doing that little thing. Who's there? This is a police officer. Police? Let us in, please.
4: But, uh, what do you want?
6: I can tell you that more comfortably inside. Just a minute.
7: He sounded a little nervous.
6: Everybody gets nervous when a cop comes unexpectedly to their door. Yeah, he's opening up. Come in. Thanks. <sighs> Are you uh, Carlos Gervasos? Yes. I'm Captain Logan, homicide squad. Homicide? Uh-huh. This is Miss Williams and uh, Mr. Casey. I have done the oh, no homicide. This is a nice
5: living room, Mr. Gervasos. Where's the lady who just left it? Lady?
6: Yeah, we
5: saw her car outside and her footprints. Now, here's a highball glass with lipstick on the rim. I see. Well, let's see her. I... <laughs>
8: into the kitchen because I thought you might want to talk to Carlos in private. Well, introduce me.
4: Uh, this is Miss uh, Vera Lavelle, an old friend. Of yours or your
5: wife? Of both.
8: I drove out here to ask Mr. Gavasso if he'd heard anything from
4: Jessie.
6: Yeah? Yeah. She's a bimbo in caps. Mm. Well, have you heard anything from your wife, Mr. Gavasso? No. I think maybe
4: my wife's sister has sent you to ask me about that.
6: You're right.
5: And we arrived at such a nice time. Distinctive shade of lipstick you use, Miss Laval. Matches the lip prints Mr. Gervasos is wearing on his chin. So
8: what?
6: This gives me the idea that your old friend was pretty sure his wife wouldn't drop in here unexpectedly. This is ridiculous. I, I see... can't it, Garvasos. When I came here, I was giving you all the benefit of a doubt. But now you're coming down to headquarters and tell me a lot of things.
4: Does this mean I'm under arrest?
6: Yes. On what charge? Suspicion of murder.
2: All of us are becoming increasingly price conscious. So I know you'll be interested in a product which costs not one penny more than it did immediately before the war and is actually far less expensive than anything even remotely comparable to it only ten years ago. Now I'm talking about Fire King oven glass. The beautiful pale blue oven glass that is guaranteed for two years against oven breakage. Fire King oven glass makes delicious meals simpler and easier to prepare. And it cuts dishwashing time by a full two-thirds because you bake, serve, and store leftovers in the same dish. It makes meals more appetizing and more helpful because oven baking safeguards not only flavor, but vitamins and minerals as well. Yet, individual pieces of Fire King Oven Glass cost as little as five cents at your favorite chain, variety, hardware, or department store. Beautiful, practical, inexpensive Fire King Oven Glass is a product of Anchor Hawking. A great name in glass.
1: Gavasos loose today, huh,
5: Casey? Yeah, he's out of jail, Ethelbert.
1: And did poor Captain Logan go out on a limb when he put
7: him in there?
5: Same limb you went out on, Annie. Stories you wrote after his arrest had the guy all but convicted and in the hot seat. (laughs) I don't know how how you talked city desk into running those things. Must have been your charm, I guess. Then the D.A. doesn't even ask for an
7: indictment. Well, he should have gotten an indictment. He was able to prove that Cavazos had gotten over $40,000 from his wife's estate... He could prove that Gavasos and his wife quarreled because she refused to give him any more money. He could prove He could, he prove, could that... prove
5: everything, Annie, except the all-important fact of murder. And they've still found no trace of a body. The D.A. knows a trial jury wouldn't convict him.
1: So this Gervasos may get away with murder,
5: if he's committed it. Yeah, it kind of looks that way, Ethelbert, now. I don't think he's going to keep much of that 40 grand.
1: though. How do
5: you mean? Oh, no. That Laval dame will get it. No, I think she she pushed Gavazos into the murder of Jessica, and I think she'll
1: push him into a new deal soon
5: because she's going to want
1: more money. Say, hey, look who's coming in the door now. Huh? Who? Casey, it's Gavazos. Who's out with him? There they are, Dan. Hello, Miss Williams. Evening, Casey. We expected
4: to find you here. You were looking for us? Not for you, Casey. But here's a present for you, Miss Williams.
7: Uh, what is
4: it? Tell her, then. Make it official. Summons, lady. Oh, yes suing for $100,000 damages to my name and reputation.
7: Well, Mr. Gavassos, do you think that I have (laughs) $100,000?
4: Miss Williams, your paper will be a joint defendant in my suit. The stories you wrote were so very unkind to me.
5: Look here, Gavassos, if you bring a libel suit against Miss Williams in the Morning Express, the paper and everyone on it will do everything possible to prove you really killed your wife. No one in this world
4: can prove I killed my wife, Mr. Casey. I... Yeah, what's the matter? A cat. A gray kitten.
5: Gray kitten. I must get out of here. Come on, Dan.
1: Right with you, boss. Kitty, what you don't ask me. It was sure peculiar.
5: Hey, wait a minute. I a look at you, kitty. Come
1: in. I guess some people are just naturally afraid of cats, Casey. Huh?
5: Hey, where did this kitten come from, Everbert?
1: I must have sneaked in from the street. It don't belong here. It just sat on the floor and looked at Carvazos, and then when he saw it... He...
5: Danny, this gray kitten has a single white mark on its forehead. Look. Like the one we saw at Miss Simmons a month ago.
7: Yes. Hmm. Yes, it
5: has. I'm gonna have a talk with Miss Simmons tomorrow. You know, I'm getting a screwy hunch that this cat is bad medicine for that guy Gervasos. <laughs> Miss Simmons, you say Gavasso showed fear of this kitten the night it was born. Yes,
3: huh? and I, I've been thinking of a certain possible reason for his actions that frightens me. What's that? Are you familiar with the theory of reincarnation?
5: Reincarnation? Oh, you mean the belief that when a person dies, his soul is born again in a new body?
3: Perhaps in that of an animal. My sister Jessica believed in reincarnation. Carlos is very superstitious. And he'd heard Jessica say that when she died, she'd return to life as a cat. Huh? She said that? Many, many times.
5: And that kitten was born in your sister's room, about the time Gervasos may have killed her.
3: Yes. And this kitten has the white streak on its head that ran through Jessica's hair.
5: Hmm.
3: I, as most people, regard the strange combination of things I've mentioned as coincidence. But I think they explain Carlos' fear. And prove his guilt.
5: Miss Simmons, I kind of think so, too. We've got to have better proof than that for a jury. I want to borrow that kitten. What for? I'm going to use it to break that guy down. Play on his superstition till he cracks wide open. At least once a day, he's going to run into this
3: cat. He ran into it last night. And no one arranged that.
5: Yeah, that's funny, isn't it?
3: Very funny. Take the kitten, Mr. Casey. And be good to it. Be good to it, Mr. Casey.
6: Your idea about using that kitten to crack Gervasso's is swell, Casey. Huh? Well, I'm glad you see the possibilities, Logan.
7: Every time Gervaso's goes out... One of your detectives will shoe the kitten right across his path, Captain. Uh-huh. Beautiful,
5: Miss Williams,
6: simply beautiful. Well, 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 for once we bring you an idea and you don't throw ice water on it. You two masters of detection and criminal psychology haven't given me a chance to talk yet. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Your idea is magnificent, stupendous, and colossal. Yeah, but... It might even work, except for one thing. Yeah. Gervasso's has disappeared. Gervasso's disappeared? Has... He and that Laval dame took a powder last oh. night, left with bag and baggage. Well, didn't you have him watch? I thought the DA's men were keeping an eye on him, and he thought my guy... God... Oh, we're doing the job. nice going. Of well, course, really. you newspaper birds never don't make a mistake. Don't you two start of one of your riots oh, now. God. My nerves won't take
7: it. Please.
6: Uh.
7: Huh. Uh, Captain, you'll locate Gavasso and the Laval woman eventually, of course.
6: Uh, we'll try to, Miss Williams, but we still don't have enough evidence of murder. I've got work to do now. The two of you will take that kitten and, and get out of here.
7: Okay. Uh, where is the kitten, Casey?
5: Huh? huh? Well, it was on the floor here a minute ago. See? Here, here, kitty. Here, kitty. Cat, come here.
7: Not over here. Kitty,
5: kitty, kitty, kitty. Come here. Anyway,
7: the door's closed. Here, kitty.
6: Here, kitty, kitty,
5: kitty. Sound kind of silly, Lost. Must
6: have gone out that window. Yeah, yeah, there it is. It's down on the street. It's running around that corner. Oh,
7: my gosh, it'll be killed or get lost, and we'll never find it. You
6: should have been watching it, Casey. Now, like Gervasso's, the kitten is gone.
1: Casey, it's been... Look out, look out, Grace! Oh, dear, these women. Did you see what she did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Casey, it's been a long time now since that Gervasos and his gal friend flew the coop, huh? <coughs> uh, <laughs> over three months, right. yeah.
7: And The cops haven't found a trace of them.
1: It's really a break for you and your newspaper, Miss Williams. With Garbazza's gone, he can't sue you.
7: Oh,
5: I think that was just a shakedown, anyway. I hope. Yeah. If he'd stuck around, I think we'd have gotten a confession out of him, too. By
1: using that kitten as your plan? Why, sure.
5: He yeah. was scared to death of that little thing, Ethelbert. I think seeing it here that night was the reason he landed out of town in such a hurry. Oh, wait a minute. Here's Logan. Hello,
6: everybody. I, Hello. I hoped I'd find you here, Casey. Yeah, well, draw up a stool, pal. No, I, haven't... Uh, I haven't time now. Huh? Casey, we've located Gervasso's in Vera Laval.
2: You yeah, have? where?
6: Yeah, In a town less than a hundred miles from here. The guy's married again to another rich old dame.
7: Married again, huh? Yeah,
6: Under another oh, name, of course. And he's dyed his hair, grown a mustache, and is wearing glasses. Mm. Uh, the local cops only got wise to him by accident. And the Laval gal is living in the same town. She's changed herself over, too. They're getting ready for another killing, Casey. You mean that literally? Yeah. A servant who works for Gervasso's new wife, overheard a conversation between Gervasso's and Laval. And the servant tipped off the wife, and she told the cops. Yeah? yeah. And they instructed her to sit tight until I got there. I understand the guy's planning to take his new missus, who's really got plenty of dough, on a boat trip to South America. But she's not supposed to reach there. Oh, what's his scheme to get rid of her? Uh, we don't know yet, but I'm leaving for Gervasso's new hometown in an hour. Hey, you want to go along? Do
5: we?
9: Oh,
6: pal, we're on our way. <laughs>
8: You sure we're alone in this house, Carlos?
4: I uh, sent my dear Isabel to the movies. They're quite alone here. Uh, come into my room where you can see what I have arranged for our uh, little trip.
8: I don't trust your
4: arrangements,
8: Carlos. I planned the last job and it went off perfectly.
4: Perfectly for you. You got most of the money. And uh, you did not have to see that Jessica look at you when she died. I can still see her eyes staring into mine.
8: Oh, you've got no guts.
4: It's not a nice thing to remember. And then the gray kitten.
8: Damn that! If I ever see you go soft again about that great kitten idea, I'm pulling out and fast.
4: She always said she'd be born again as a cat. And that kitten. Stop
8: it, I said! Sap. Now let's get our plan straight. Uh. When your wife comes home from the movies tonight, you're going to do the job.
4: Yes. Tomorrow morning, an expressman will call for our trunks. She will be in one of the trunks.
8: Which will be shipped to New York from where the boat leaves. Then I, wearing her clothes and with her big fur scarf pulled up about my face, will take her place on the train. Uh,
4: When we get to New York, we claim the trunk, get rid of of its uh, contents, and uh, disappear.
8: Right. Then, under new names, we go to sunny California with nearly $80,000 that you've gotten out of your latest wife. (laughs) Oh, um... which trunk are you going to use for the job? Uh,
4: that uh, old-fashioned flat one.
8: I'll just take a look at it. Uh, be
4: careful with it. Uh, do not touch its lid. Why? <laughs> look closely inside the lid.
8: Hmm. There's a thin glass tube running along the inside edge.
4: Uh-huh. The tube is filled with gas. A gas so poisonous that the one who breathes it dies almost instantly. And the lid of this trunk is closed, the glass tube automatically breaks and whoever is inside.
8: Why such a fancy layout? All you have to do is choke the old man. No.
4: I tell you, I'll never look into a dying woman's eyes again. My wife gets into that trunk and kills herself. Hey,
8: you crazy fool! How will you make her get inside and close the lid? Ah, uh,
4: you do not know the wife. I'm I married this time. <laughs> She called me uh, Puggy Wuggums. (laughs) Likes to play childhood games.
8: Childhood games? Ah,
4: You don't know what I've gone through. Her favorite is hide-and-seek. I will play hide-and-seek for the last time tonight. And she will be sure to think that empty trunk a very fine place to hide. The lid is very finely balanced and it is equipped with a snap lock.
8: Oh, wait a minute. Your Isabel may not be able to cram herself into this trunk. Oh. You and she are about the same size, Carlos. Let's see if you can fit in
4: there. Uh, you wouldn't let the lid fall on me, Vera?
8: Oh, don't be nuts. What would I gain by that?
4: Nothing. I have Isabel's money. Uh, I trust you and get in.
8: You are a trusting guy. But hold the lid open. I will. Uh, well, this trunk is
4: kind of small for me.
8: I was afraid of that.
4: Hey, wait. I move this way. Now I'm all inside. See? But I will have difficulty getting out. I hold tight the lid while I... Yeah. What? The cat, there Behind you, the great cat. How did I get in here? It's going to jump, Vera. Hold the lid. It's going
9: my ass to my... Belly. Don't let the lid go. I
8: didn't mean to. Carter, I didn't mean to. That cat. That cat. Close the door, Logan. Right here, it Casey. Get it,
5: Casey. Captain Logan. Casey. Shoot the lock out of that trunk, Logan. And fast. All right, I'll lift the lid.
7: Get away quick, Casey. That's gas. <laughs>
6: Uh, The windows are open. It'll soon clear. Not quick enough for Gavassos. I've seen a lot of dead guys, and our pal here is one of
5: them.
8: You were listening outside.
6: We heard everything, Miss Lavelle. And I'm arresting you for the murder of Carlos Gavassos.
8: But I didn't kill him. That cat maybe left that lid full.
6: We don't
5: see any cat here, Miss Lavelle. Maybe it jumped out one of those open windows, or maybe
6: it never was here. Anyway, a jury won't swallow that story. As Val, we're going to be sure you pay for murder this time.
2: Perhaps you were one of the housewives interviewed in a recent Big City survey. If so, you may recall you were asked these two questions among many others. When you buy packaged foods, what kind of container do you prefer and why? A vast majority of you said that you preferred to buy foods packed in crystal clear glass. You gave literally hundreds of reasons. Practically all of you, however, preferred the glass package because it lets you see exactly what you buy before you buy it. Included in this survey were many hundreds of young mothers who were questioned on baby food packages. Eight out of nine said they not only preferred, but insisted on prepared baby foods packed in glass. And their most important reasons where that glass was cleaner and more sanitary, that leftovers can be resealed and safely stored in the original container. Now, you, too, can have these recognized advantages with the foods you buy. Simply demand foods packed in glass in Anchor Glass containers protected by Tampa-proof Anchor Vacuum Caps, both products of Anchor Hawking. A great name in glass.
1: Logan never meant to railroad that Laval dame for the murder of Gervasus, huh, Casey? Of course not, Albert. We were just putting on pressure.
7: To make her tell what she and Carlos had done with the
1: body of Jessica. What had they done with it?
5: Carlos had buried it about four miles away from Greenwood Lake, where the cops had no reason to search for it.
1: Casey, you and Miss Williams didn't see the cat that made that trunk lid fall and kill a guy, huh? No, we didn't see it. It, um, it had gone out a window as we, guess it came in. Do you think it was really the gray kitten?
5: Could have been any cat.
1: Hmm? Ethelbert, we don't know. Hmm. According to that reincarnation idea, an animal might be born again as a human being. Hmm. Yes, Ethelbert, that's possible.
7: Very, very possible.
1: Yeah, it's very, very possible. Hey, what are you staring at me for?
2: Crime photographer, starring Stotts Cotsworth as Casey, is brought to you each Thursday by the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation, makers of Fire King Oven Glass, Anchor Glass Containers, Anchor Caps and Closures, all products of the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation, a great name in glass. Thank <laughs> you. And Photographer is directed by John Deese. The original music is by Archie Blyer, and the program features Miss Leslie Woods as Anne and John Gibson as Ethelbert. Thursday night on CBS is the biggest show in town, so stay tuned for exciting dramatizations on Reader's Digest Radio Edition, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is Tony Marvin saying goodnight for the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation the world's largest makers of household glass. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: Welcome back. Uh, This episode really does tend to illustrate one of my big problems when uh these sort of spooky elements are introduced into cases because uh here uh casey and and are really kind of sidelined here it's the cat who does the work and as uh uh As uh, Dr. Webb said at Blue Note Bulletin, it's uh, them who show up to take the credit. Uh, I was actually just more uh, curious about uh, our killer dropping casually that his latest wife uh, likes to play children's games such as uh, hide-and-go-seek. I was like, okay, that is an interesting way to set this up. I'm kind of more... uh, Curious about that than uh, how a kitten played into this. I also kind of wonder what type of lawyers the Morning Express has to have and publishing stories that had the uh, suspect practically convicted. Either Casey is exaggerating or the lawyers weren't very good if she went that out far on the limb with uh, such circumstantial evidence. At any rate, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Dave, Patreon supporter since September 2017, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Dave. And that will do it for today. Join us back here... Tomorrow for The Fat Man, and then next Monday we'll be back with another episode of Crime Photographer. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.